The Buzz on cliffcentral.com. Hello, good morning, and welcome to The Buzz on cliffcentral.com. It's Jason Von Berg here, together with my co hosts, my wonderful, my, my lovelies. <laughs> you have to say that. Sounds like your harem. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, I love you guys. Thank you. It's <laughs> Jensu and Nikita Camacho. There you go. So welcome to The Buzz. We are with you for the next hour. Talking entertainment, talking The Buzz, talking a whole bunch of fabulous, awesome, gossipy news. Right? Indeed. Well, there were a lot of things that went on this weekend. Oh, my um, goodness, Jen. I first couldn't of all, keep up the, with you again. <laughs> the Emmys... The 67th Emmys was huge. Of course, TV's biggest night. So Game of Thrones was the big winner. Outstanding drama series. Finally plowed over Mad Men. It's about time. Yeah, I agree. I, agree. I think I do think, you know, Mad Men has had their run. They are finished now. So I'm glad to see that other shows will be winning. So even that, even though John Hamm won for Best Actor, I wasn't really impressed about it in the drama <laughs> series. I was going for Ray Donovan. That's my guy. But really? But fun, John yeah. Hamm won for the first time. I mean, he had been nominated so many times for Outstanding Lead Actor. So I was happy actually mm. that he finally got, you know, some other people got things for a change. I mean, it was also Modern Family that kept taking outstanding comedy. This time it was Veep. I've never watched very Veep. Well. Have you watched Veep before? I've watched like little, little bits and pieces and it's great. Okay. Well, I, I need to get I, my I hands on it. it. I also haven't watched it. Um, Let's give it a go. Viola Davis. Viola Davis, yes. She won Outstanding Lead Actress in a Drama Series and she basically made history for being the first African-American to win for Best Actress in a Drama. And also, this is her first Emmy, but mm. also she's an Academy Award winner. Well, absolutely. So I mean, she's, she's a trendsetter and she is really there, you know, to, uh, I guess, set an example for everyone. But she herself, she quoted Harriet Tubman. She paid tribute to Halle Berry and Gabrielle Union. And she said, the only thing that separates women of color from anyone else is opportunity. Calling, she called for a lot more diversity and she said, you cannot win an Emmy for roles that are simply not, not there. there. Now, I was saying to Gareth yesterday, because I was chatting with him about the Emmys, and I said, what about the Chinese? What about the Asians? We also want to be represented. You know, I'm, I'm, I'm very happy that there is, you know, some diversity coming that African Americans are being appreciated, that blacks are being recognized. But what about the Asians? We also have our, what about, you know, there, there are so many races too mm. that should be represented as well in Hollywood. Well, well, hopefully we'll get there. Um, I think the Emmys, it's definitely, there's a, there's a, a, a move to be more, um, What's the word? Diverse. Diverse, Diverse, yes, Yes, exactly. So, um, and I just, I love the way that, you know, people were supporting Viola there and on stage and Taraji P. Henson from Empire fame, of course, was a big, big supporter. Obviously, uh, Kerry Washington was in tears when Viola won her, her award. And, you know, it's just nice to see. So let's see what happens, uh, as we go forward in the TV industry. Absolutely. And also, speaking of Taraji P. Henson, she looked amazing on the red carpet. She did. She was smart. But I love her. She was, she was phenomenal. She's, she, she's quite a different actress that's, well, that's what I loved about her personality on the red carpet. She's not so serious, you know, she just oozes sex appeal and she mm. owns it. Mm. She doesn't put like a facade and, oh my word, we're at the awards, you know, we have to act all Lani and Donny. So she, she nailed she it. She looked she really beautiful. Did. She had this cut out black Alexander Wang dress and she looked stunning. Um, Lady Gaga also. Wow. That was a shocker. That, I must say. Wow. She's very oh, conservative lately. But she looked like this looked old, amazing. like this old Hollywood glam. Like mm. I couldn't get enough of it, and I thought, is she trying Very to Grace send Kelly us? to yes. me? You know that off-the-shoulder Grecian black dress kind of. But she had that little look. structured 
Well, on her hip bone, there was a little bit of a structure there. Mm. And I thought, okay, she's not saying goodbye to Lady Gaga as we know her. But I think maybe she's trying to send us a message. Is she going to go into TV, some movies? I think. Well, she's an American, host, American horror story. Yeah, yes, that's sort of why she's getting herself still out there in TV and film a lot. Um, but that there's also Trevor Noah. Trevor Noah yes. looked hot at the Emmys. Sure, he, he was wearing impact, eh? Ralph Lauren purple label black lapel tuxedo. Whew. And apparently the Daily Show has won three Emmys this year. And perhaps next year he'll be up there on stage getting his Emmy. Well, I hope so. But I, I just, I, I tweeted this last night and I yes. said, <laughs> I, when I watch this and I see Jon Stewart getting all this praise and this, all these accolades for being such a fantastic TV host, uh, late night talk show host, and I see, you know, all these people just love him from all the different uh, TV shows um, or to- late night talk shows. And it just kind of made me think, like, this is such a big, big, big deal for Trevor Noah. This and is. that's how I feel. Imagine what he feels like one week to go. One <laughs> this week. This is insane. Like, it's true. One week to go. This is huge. And everybody is, you know, really scrutinizing him. I think also, you know, him being the first South African, being the first African, you know, being the first non-American to host The Daily Show. This is a very, very big deal. Goosey's all over, man. No, it really is. I do think, like you said, watching the Emmys last night and seeing that, I was like, you know what, shit just got real. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, it really did. That's how I felt. I that's, like, uh, that's how we feel. <laughs> <laughs> and I actually sort of like, I didn't even want to tweet more. And I'm like, you know what, we're saying we're anxious. I'm like, no, 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 let's not say not, no vibes to him. You know what, he's going to be fantastic. We know he is. And we look forward to seeing him on the stage at next year's Emmys. Hopefully, yeah. And he could even host. I think between... Between him and Jimmy, Jimmy Fallon, they could host the Academy Awards, for instance. It I would be amazing. We need some fresh energy, and Trevor brings that. I'm I saying know. it because I'm a fan, obviously, and he's South African, and I'm very, very proud of what he's achieved thus far. But imagine, Jimmy Fallon. It is incredible. Oh. I think that the potential is really there. I just see anything happening. But there was also the BMW Polo. That was great. Um, weather wasn't, but it still weather, didn't. Well, weather, funny enough, it started out freezing. I arrived in a very small, little, tiny, colorful dress with a pillbox hat. And everybody said, oh, wow, you're all colorful. And uh, they said, hopefully you'll bring the sunshine. Two hours later, the sunshine came. South Africa won, <laughs> which was much better than the day before. Do we need to talk about no, that? No, let's not talk about that. So. Let's just move on. <laughs> hey, I want to tell you something about that in a bit, but I'll, t- I'll talk about it later. Okay. Interesting. And then I was out at uh, Premi the other night. I was uh, hosting an event for the Premi Open Mic, and they were basically just allowing people to get up and, and sing their songs in front of all the patrons in the restaurant. I mean, it was amazing. Did they drive the customers away? No, yeah. not at all. These customers actually were attracted. It was so no jam, not after like a few jam jars that people thought, okay, let me go well, I think up. the jam jars helped, I must admit, and a couple of Springboks before, so that was pretty cool. But uh, that was our weekend in, in, in review, essentially. So um, I think we should go to a song because we've got we've got to get talking. Absolutely, the we've Shores. got Quentin Vanderberg of the Shores too. He's coming in. Pronounce that again. Quentin Vanderberg. <laughs> did I say it right? <laughs> you did. I'm very it. impressed. Jen. Really? So impressed. Perfect. Okay, cool. Well, let's get to some music and then we will uh, bring Quentin into studio and talk the Shores season two. The buzz on cliffcentral.com. Okay, so we have Quentin van der Berg in studio with us today. We are talking about the brand new season of The Shores. 
Absolutely. The Shores Season 2 starring Quentin Fandeberg and his beautiful co-stars is now airing online at The Shores YouTube and Facebook pages. Also, you can check it out on www.theshores.tv. So tell us a little bit about Season 2. And welcome. And of course, welcome. <laughs> yes. yes. Welcome, Thank you. I'm just a bit taken back by your stock market uh, reference here in the studio. Uh oh, should we change the channel? Because <laughs> Quinton is a businessman as well. So he's looking at the stocks and uh, does it Are mean we that really you're broke down? now? <laughs> Pretty much. Uh, I'm going to have to cancel season three. <laughs> yeah. Well, uh, don't worry. I, I feel for you, but I'm probably in worse position because Shanghai like lost, I don't know. How much? 10% off of its stock market. Mm. So, I think that's pretty much what the global market yeah. at the moment. It's, uh, so I'm eating uh, biltong every day. That's dinner. not bad. It's protein. Yeah. So, yeah. so at least you, no, as long as you have your protein fix. intake, there's no that's problem. <laughs> in, any, in any case. Healthy eating. Welcome to the show. Thank you very much. Um, and well done on, on season two. Yeah. It's, it's congratulations. Here. Thank you. Um, another two years of my life, I must say. Um, very tough, tough one this time. I kind of took the... The roles upon myself to do the directing, producing, creating of the season. Wow. Um, I had a very young crew of guys helping me out. Whereas first season I had MTV players, movie makers, and spent a lot of money, as everyone knows. And I kind of cut it back saying, look, I can do this myself. It's no master to producing films these days or, or creating TV shows. And I think that for the lessons learned, I won't do it again. <laughs> um, I'll keep it to the professionals. <laughs> Um, yeah, no, it, it is, it is tough. And, um, you know, drama as it is in reality is, is very real. You know, people say it's partly scripted, partly real. Um, is it totally scripted? No, it's not. Um, and it's, and it's really tough to sort of make people understand that. You know, it's the two worlds we live in. You viewing something and you're very, you know, people criticize it and, and, and want to rip it to pieces and want to say, look, this is not CSI or something very smart or it's not, you know, it's, it's, it's real people living their lives. If you like to watch other people and feel normal about your life, that's what reality really is about. <laughs> and, um, you know, we, th this time around, I try to stay away from the whole girly drama, seven girls in a house having to um, really compete against each other all the time. And this time it's more about relationships. It's more about business. It's more about real things that happen in everyday life. So you have to give it time to get that traction. You have to give it time to really get into the story plots and story arcs. And um, I'm pretty proud of it because I think from, from – just knowing what we've done and, and what you're going to be seeing is that if you haven't dated somebody like this on the show, either guy or girl, then you haven't been out in the real world. So mm -hmm. <laughs> you, you might actually get some very good lessons out of it. And you might actually say, look, I'm not dating this guy anymore because this is what he's up to. So it's quite interesting. <laughs> well, you are one of the main characters <clears throat> in the shores, obviously. So, um, what, who, who do you, or what category do you fall into in terms of the dating pool then? <laughs> <laughs> Tough question. <laughs> well, look, it was quite difficult because from season one, um, I kind of lost myself and, and it was, it's actually a very true story based on I had to bury myself back into work. Um, you know, I, I thought I'd, I'd really found somebody and, and I didn't and it was all the wrong ingredients for a recipe for a relationship. And uh, the season two is kind of my lessons of learning to get into it again, the dating world, if that is, and kind of figuring out, you know, what's really out there for me. Because most people out there are romant romantics or, or they believe they are um, hopeless romantics. And unfortunately, we just don't know what we want. You know, when we have something very good, we don't know how to keep it. And, you know, we kind of want something different because we get bored. Yeah. And that's society as a whole today. And it's kind of like what I try to project in the show. So um, it's quite interesting. My journey on the show is 100% authentic um, my, from my businesses, but 
more so not the boring stuff, which is what you're seeing on TV. <laughs> you know, the, the, the mining stuff and everything else that we do. We steer away from it because of our, our big corporate clients and, and, and really it's not for viewers to, yeah, to grasp. So we kind of put more of the fun style business into it. Um, you know, the, the more recreational entertainment type, uh, businesses that are managed over weekends by myself. So predominantly the show is formed on a Thursday, Friday, Saturday. So when I'm, when I'm basically toning down the week, that's kind of like when we we're forming the kind of new ventures and stuff that we were doing. You've got some beautiful girls on this show and, and some hot guys. <laughs> Jade, Michaela, Ryan, Christina, Justin, Kerry, Cece. Did I miss anybody besides you? No, no, not at all. <laughs> so, so that's so all th- of them and they are hot. I mean, have you seen? <laughs> Phew. Yeah. How did you so, Jen, cast for this? I'm going to fan you down you know, there. For even a the women are hot. <laughs> tell, tell me, how did you, you know? So, so you I kept it very real, select? just much like the first season. We took about a year to find people that fit within the demographic of, of each other, basically. So, um, this season round, we, we casted for about two, three months and it wasn't casting. It was job roles. So much like these girls were working in a house in the first season, working for a entertainment brand and not really getting to do much. So it wasn't a real, real job. It was them just keeping each other busy and having one or two events. This time around, these girls really had, you know, real roles, real jobs, and they had to perform under certain criteria that I give them. Um, it's not a competition show. It's not something where um, they came on and off. A lot of these people are still working for me. Um, the, the girl, Cece, she's Courtney Cousins. Uh, a very good story, very special story to me within this next season. Um, there's Carrie, which is her sister, also a very good story. Um, and there's, there's, like I said, the girls are very hot on the show. The guys are going to like watching them and the girls are going to love criticizing them, you know, because that's pretty of much course, what you yeah. girls do. And how, clo- <laughs> how close do they have to live together? They don't. So the, we didn't put them in a house this time. We right. let them live their lives outside in their own homes. Most of the time we'd film them in their, in environments, going to coffees or teas or parties or whatever else it is. And, um, the guys, the same thing. They had their own homes. Um, and there's quite a, quite a different spin-off from the season that we had four guys. And the first season we had really none. Or really, they thought the whole show revolved around me in the first season with one guy, seven girls and the playboy of Cape Town. And it had, <laughs> you know, and, and it was far from the truth. It was nothing to do with that. You know, it was really, there was one girl potentially that I was interested in the first season and the rest of the girls had their own lives. Whereas this season round, it's four guys, seven to eight girls and really a lot of the girls getting messed around, you know, Ooh. and those lessons Ooh, learned drama. is what's Pretty much. If you don't have drama, you don't have a reality show, unfortunately. You have to take one year of drama and compact that into three months, and that's pretty much what we've done here. We've filmed over one year, pretty much uh, some on, some off. Predominantly three three months was full-time, and um, those girls uh, got pulled through pillow and post. You know, The guys have all got something very different about them. Player to player, but every player is different. But uh, and that's <laughs> yeah, what I really want to the show. Re- the refined player, the re- Steve, is Steve, uh, Steve, Steve, L. L. Steve yeah. L. would say. Steve well, L. don't you Martin girls actually. all love the refined players? Yes. So I'm just saying. <laughs> that's the refined. <laughs> you never player. learn your lessons, and that's that's kind of like what we're going to show in the show, and um, hopefully you guys get something out of it. Okay, well, if you want to get in touch uh, with us today, you can send your messages through to the studio. Uh, we are reading them live on air message to WeChat, a message to studio, and send your, your questions through for Quentin. Otherwise, you can call us 0861-555-189, and then we're also on Twitter as well. So send your questions through and get in touch with us. We'd love to hear from you and see what you think about The Shores Season 2 so far. Um, we've got one episode so far, right? Yeah, so um, we, we also took the strategy of going online and um, 
we, we seeming to be working out quite good for us. We're about four or five days now streaming. We're looking at a global market, which predominantly before we were Vuzu and uh, TV Guide Network in the States. I don't like to be controlled by networks because they kind of control and predict what you have to do and say and certain things like that. And I think I wanted to be more free to be able to do, you know, what we wanted to in season three coming up. Um, there's some really good stories within this as, as to the charity foundation we have and also the water bottle brand we launched globally. We were launching in six countries by December and that's kind of the founding behind the charity organization. And through that, it's really my next finding of, of big business and, and big business meaning to give back. Yes, tell us more about that. Generosity is your global charity. Yeah. So um, on this season, you'll see on the first episode, I kind of get introduced to a gentleman by the name of Jordan Wagner in the States. He founded uh, Generosity about several years ago, and I uh, was invited to the first event, which I contributed to um, donating four wells. And through that, I was just really inspired to get more entrenched and involved, and I did. So I, I called a meeting with the guys and wanted to know how our company and myself specifically could get involved we cut a great deal um, for, for the production of a new water bottle brand. It's a premium water bottle brand. It's one of the best in the world. It took two years to develop the tech, um, healthy drinking um, combined with the charitable aspects, the look, the feel. Um, some very big A-listers were involved as our partners. I can't mention the names yet, but you will see it on Billboard soon. I can't mention um, the one name that you gave me. Uh, you can. <laughs> Just one, Jen. Megan Fox. Ooh. And Are you, you also mentioned Brian Austin Green, but you know they're not together anymore. Oh, we so know then what that. happens? That's, uh, <laughs> so what that's happens? That's the complication. Either one of them is coming. So. <laughs> and when are they coming out? So the interesting part is we just launched in Australia, so they come into Australia first. Um, South Africa will be the next launching in December, and then obviously UK and Dubai after that. But obviously the, the, band, the brand is founded in the States, and um, it's, it's, it's taken us a lot of work to get to where we are now, as you know, taking a new product into the market versus uh, the likes of Coca-Cola and um, Mark Wahlberg and everyone else is it, who's got their celebrity angles. We've just got something quite unique, which we've got a – a footprint of a charity that's worked out quite well for us, building 570 wells to date globally. Sure. Wow. Um, in third world countries and helping plus minus 400,000 people get access to clean water. So um, it's really something that we're going to follow the pattern of the next season. And uh, it's going to be kind of like launching the, the brand globally and getting to see how we can make a difference. The underlying story, let me put it that way. It's not the leading story, but yeah. it's the underlying story. So from the first episode to the last episode, you'll kind of see generosity have its have its legs been born with myself. And do you think there'll be an appearance from Megan Fox in season three? Um, I doubt Nicole, it. Okay. She's, <laughs> I don't think that her agents uh, will allow her to come onto a reality show. What we oh, did, nice. we were allowed to film the events, okay. which you can see on the first event. Brian Austin was presenting on behalf of Charlie Sheen and uh, Jason Kennedy from E! and so forth. So we got all that footage and we were allowed to use it, um, which is very rare for a reality show coming from South Africa. Um, mm. the, the last leg of it is um, on the 13th ep. It's quite a nice ep. We've got Queen Latifah. Mm. Um, mm. We've got uh, Megan Fox. We've got Brian Austin. We've got Jason Kennedy. We've got a lot of big names on the red carpets and also presenting for the nights. It's quite interesting as well. I challenged Queen Latifah in 13 episode and you can watch what happens there. So. Oh, very cool. So that's, that's rolling out over 13 weeks. So we, what, we're nearing December then for that one. Correct. Right? Yeah. I'm yeah, very yeah. impressed. How did you get all these Hollywood connections? You went to Beverly Hills. You filmed there. You know, it's not easy to break no. into this market. No. So originally how I got introduced to these guys, we were going to fund a film project. And through that, because Jordan's church is based out of Beverly Hills, the likes of Justin Bieber, um, Zac Efron, 
and Megan Fox, Queen Latifah, you name all of them, go to their church. And through that foundation, they were all linked to generosity, which was linked to Jordan automatically. And hence, I got introduced to all these people. So it was kind of a by fluke. It wasn't something I planned. Um, I have been breaking, I've been trying to break into Hollywood for the last six years. And, and like you know, the doors get closed on you quicker than they open. No matter how much money you have, it's just not an easy industry to penetrate. So we, we're hoping to see where that takes us with not only our film projects, but also on the generosity side. We're having a lot of interest from even the likes of Justin Bieber, Justin, Zach Efron trying to get involved with us. They see what this can do for their legacy, you know, getting involved with a, with a company that's going to challenge Coca-Cola and the likes of contributing massive um, amounts of money towards building wells globally. You know, we, we, we're aiming in the next five years to be the largest NGO on the planet, sure. which in that in details building thousands of wells per month. And you've got 500 ready. We have we have five hundred wells already. Yeah. That's amazing. That's really really incredible. Cool. So, yeah. what is the benchmark of wells that you're looking for? So, you say you got five hundred already. So, with let's say in the next, let's say even two years, how many wells do you wish to have built by then? Well, I think it's not well wishing based. Wells, it's, yeah. it's, well, I, don't, yeah. Wells, yeah. <laughs> I don't think it's well based. It's more based on um, numbers of people out there that are still dying or have have issues of accessing clean water, which is to the number of about I'm, I'm not exactly right, so it's seven hundred and eighty million people. Yeah which 15 years ago there was 1.1 billion people who never had access to clean water. It's the largest crisis on the planet, so I don't know if anybody knows that. Um, but we, we are able in our lifetime to put a, eradicate this, this problem. And I think that's where we're aiming for, is that we're not the only water foundation out there. There's, there's a lot of water foundations that are doing something great. We're actually one of the smaller ones. I think we're just more in, in the spotlight because of the celebrities that are backing it. Um, but there's bigger checks that have been given to, to water foundations. And I think we are trying to become one of those people by making that footprint for ourselves. By well, we want to play a little bit of the preview of the Shores, too. Just have a feel for it. We've got that, some of that audio there. So let's have a listen. Hello? Huh? Tomorrow? Are you serious? Tomorrow? Yeah, I was having a good morning, but now it's an awesome morning. I don't get it. Who's this Quentin guy? Is he's he flying? And why is he flying you across the world to go to live there? I think I'm doing like VIP hosting stuff, like kind of like what I do here. Okay, well, that's a little bit of season and one. Now, I want to ask you, yeah, with all the people that are on the shores too, um, are they South African? They're all South African? No. So actually we have um, two Americans okay. in the show this time around. We didn't want to have a big cast from America. We were slandered last time around with um, having all these Americans and no South Africans. And we kind of, because we were true to South Africa, there's a lot of people having something to say about it. So this time around we have two Americans and um, – Several South Africans that are leading in the cast. Like I say, it's not just about my business, my life, and, and what we have going around as our friends. There's literally four other relationships and couples in here that have their own path and destiny as to what they do in their careers and so forth. It, it's such an interesting model because, like you said, you've taken the approach to go online and, and to move away from the TV um, side of things. And we see in South Africa specifically, we've got YouTube sensations popping up all over the place. We've got Casper Lee, we've got Troy Sivan. Uh, Suzelle DIY, she was on Gareth's show recently, and now you are doing a reality show 
purely on the digital platforms. And I love it because I'm a digital person. <laughs> I, I'm beyond traditional TV kind of stuff. I think it's... Where's your periscope? I know. Yeah, I am. <laughs> why am I not periscoping? No, I'll get there. I'm trying to multitask. We're, doing so, we're multitasking right now. But I just <laughs> find it so fascinating that uh, we are moving in this direction. And I suppose you as a businessman have also noticed that there is a big opportunity for you to be in the online space. You know, you know it's not just limited to a South African audience. It's extremely risky from a South African perspective right now in the climate that we're in. Um, I take in consideration it's becoming one of the biggest platforms in the States, Netflix, Hulu. All of these networks are moving online. They understand the new digital era. Mm. Um, South Africa is unfortunately 10 years behind because of our streaming capabilities and so forth. So, yes, sure, we're a South African show, but we're targeting the American audience, the UK, only first world country, English-speaking territories. And that's kind of where we're spending our media budget at the moment. We've launched for five days online now, so we've got 100,000 people already viewed. Amazing. Um, Excellent. And for a show that's had no traction, no advertising, no marketing, we literally hit the market on the day of the launch. Sure. So we didn't want a strategy where we led up to it where you spend money two, three months prior. So we, our strategy is when you're streaming, when you're going digital, people come across it on their Facebooks, YouTube, they click then and then to actually view something. Mm. And that was a strategy that worked out quite well for us. So that's how we're going to keep building our traction. You know, we'd like to get to a million views per app. And how that happens is every week we advertise a new um, sort of app and through that people click back to the first one. Yeah. And that's how we get our numbers. Um, it's trial and error for us. So we're new to the game. But we get we got the best uh, media agents behind us, uh, Prime Media, iLogic. Um, they're really gunning for this because they've got a point to prove on it. And I've, I've enjoyed working with these guys. You know, they're, they're one of the biggest media agents in the country. They get the strategy. They get marketing. They get advertising. And for me, it's nice to work with people that understand the game, especially from a South African perspective. Yeah. We never appointed American agents. We could have. They understand the strategy behind doing, going online. But we wanted to give it to a South African company to prove their, their worth. And so. also they understand the market here because like you were saying, the online streaming is not quite, you know, to the advanced level that it is in the States. I mean, you know, and, but people are carrying a lot of smartphones. I mean, it's all smartphones. So sure. they are yeah. viewing and they yeah. are viewing the shores, you know, on their smartphones as well. Yeah, like, like we were talking earlier, I think that's, you know, it's becoming a very selfish viewership base these days where if I want to watch something, I want to watch it at my own discretion. I want yeah. to watch it when I want to. I don't have to say, sure, you got DSTV on record and you can go back and see, you know, when you want to watch your favorite shows. But from this perspective, if you want to wait 13 weeks and then watch all 13 apps, you can do that. Right. You know, and, which is um, probably what I'm going to do, to be honest. Just like <laughs> I said to you, because it's, do I don't, I'm, I'm, my attention span is so short at the moment. And I think, to capture, we were talking about characters and how important they are and the relationships that you build up yeah. in the series. Correct. And that can only happen if you have that, for me personally, if you have that back-to-back -back viewing opportunity. And, and the so. hardest part is with reality is that if you watch, you, you'll have to pull a magic trick to make people interested in your first episode because mm. it's so difficult. You're yeah. talking real people having to live their lives and how, how interesting can that be and engaging on the first step? Yeah. We can impact as much story as we want to in the first 30 minutes, but you're still going to look at it and say, what's this about? You know, so you have to start engaging a little bit further than that to understand characters, people, who you like and who you want to follow. And eventually you're going to find the girl you like or the guy you hate and you want to know more about what they do because it's just a fly on the wall watching people. That's really what it is. So... Yeah, but we have some interesting stuff still. I know. I'm I have to say, I've to learned quite really a am. lot too from from listening to your story. I think it's been very, very interesting uh, thing happens in episode two, which I can't really give away. But I've never seen a guy ever do this or volunteer to do this on uh -oh. TV. So, okay. whoa, Prince Albert kind of thing. <laughs> no, it's something that he's never. <laughs> <laughs> Something he's never going to live down, but I mean, it's, it was hilarious for us at the time. And so. that that is released tomorrow, if I'm not mistaken. Yes. Tomorrow yes. at what time? 
Um, we, I think we're going on Central American, so I think it's about seven in the evening. Or okay. Okay. Cool. Definitely check Excellent. that out. Yeah. <laughs> 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 TV, The Shores Season Two, starring Quentin Funderburg and his beautiful co-stars. And of course, check it out on YouTube, on the Facebook page, The Shores. As well, The Shores TV. Listen, and also on Twitter, at yes. The Shores TV. Yes. Uh, Quinton, let me just, uh, let's talk about season three here for a second, because uh, <laughs> sometimes you have to look for characters. Sure. Uh, <laughs> look to, to your left and to your right. Look at these well, two, hey? They're diversity beautiful. diversity here. Uh, well, I think Jason, Jason really needs to find somebody. <laughs> That's why he actually wants to go on <laughs> the show. He's just volunteering itself, us so. so that he can sometimes be on as a guest. I'll, I'll, be, I'll be honest with you. Like, with reality, you don't really know what's going to happen. Like, you can, you can soft script things. You can guide things. End of the day, people find their own way within these things. You hang around each other for three, four months. You eventually find synergies that you never had there before. Eventually, you have hatred you never had there before. So mm. these are kind of things that, you know, you've got to be spot on. Your writers have to be there and say, look, we think that, you know, the girl to the left, girl to the right are going to really like mix or not. And let's put them in a room together and let's test. And that's kind of like the interesting part about it. So you, you can never script these, you can never script these things to an exact science or even soft script them. So. Well, we look forward to seeing a lot more of the shores Absolutely. and beyond. So thank you very much for joining us today. Thank Quentin. you very much. Yep. Thank and good you. luck with the rest of the season. We look forward to watching it. Awesome. Thanks. Cool. Let's get to some music and then we'll bring DJ Roxy in. Yep. She's got a new fun. track with Reason. She's going to tell us all about it. That's coming up on The Buzz. The Buzz on cliffcentral.com. There you go. <laughs> Buttons again. Goodness. Why is this autoplay? Sometimes it just doesn't work. It's hard work multitasking. I can see, Jace. <laughs> she was anyway. You're on the buzz. Anyway. It's Jason Von Berg, Jen Su, Nikita Camacho. The gang is back, roaring in action, and we've got DJ Roxy in studio with us. I Welcome. feel like she's part of my game. <laughs> I'll tell you why. So, a couple of years ago, just for reference, hello, Roxy. Welcome hello. to the studio. Thank you. A couple of years ago, we went to the party capital of the world. Oh, yeah. We had Shashi talking about it recently. The party capital of the world, which is? Ibiza. 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 Ibiza or Ibiza? I never know. I never know, but we just went there. Potato, potato. (laughs) So we've known each other for a long time. I was looking at those pictures Our friendship started out like in a crazy club. (laughs) In Ibiza. In Ibiza. In Ibiza. In Pasha, of all places. Really? Yeah. Private jet, <laughs> which never wow. took off. But, which uh, never took off. Wow. <laughs> there was no so you were private stranded. jet. It was nice. Yeah, so where did you fly to again? I flew to Netherlands yes. and then to Madrid and then to. Mine Ibiza. was was Paris, and then they stopped me. I was almost deported. <laughs> <laughs> oh my goodness! What are you doing? Roxy, yeah. deported. Imagine, imagine. You do, you do look like yeah. a hardcore criminal. I must say. Yeah, yeah I know. <laughs> got it written across a no. far <laughs> So, wow! Yeah. Welcome to Cliff Central. Thank you, thank you. Is this for your first me. visit to to our studios? Yeah, I love it. It's so bright and bubbly, hey! And you guys are amazing. Ah, oh, of course. Stop it! <laughs> we get along well, I must say. We all complement each other. Yeah, that's a good synergy mm. in studio. Yeah. When he's not pressing the wrong buttons. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. What can I say? You make me nervous, man. <laughs> DJ Roxy, tell us about your new track that's coming out. Yeah, um, it's a complete, complete change. You know, I'm normally housed, you know. And this year I've taken a turn and it's hip hop. So mm. it's a new track featuring Nadia Nakai, who I think is one of the best female rappers on the scene right now. And then Reason, who's my favorite male you know, rapper. So imagine both of them on one track and I've got a new guy, Swiss, on. It's just, guys, it's a party banger. It's mm. going to be for summer. Because we've been amazing. looking. We've been looking for a summer yeah. track. And it's called like, whoa. 
<laughs> oh, really? It even has that rhythm when you say it, like, whoa. <laughs> so, yeah. you, ca- you can't even give us a preview because, Mm-mm. well, it's, you don't it's sing. It's being mastered right now, yeah, too, right? Mastered. The track is being exactly. mastered. It's it's being mastered. When is it coming out? Monday. But there will be a teaser on Friday. Okay. So, yeah, social media, as you know, where it's at, we're going to give a little teaser. Nadia's going to be dropping a freestyle. But, yeah, guys, mm. we're really excited. And the video, we've already started concept for it. Okay. Yeah. It's not an Ibiza video. Well, you need but some extras. The three of us could come in. <laughs> Yeah. yeah, we'll, we'll just sort out Jason's hose, wardrobe. Yeah. <laughs> Bumping and grinding. <laughs> but yeah. it was cool. It was nice to do something out of my comfort zone. You know, hip hop is so different. I personally love it, but I never normally play it, you know. And like for the last couple of months, I found myself drawn to it at gigs, people asking for more stuff that's aligned with hip hop. So I thought, let me just try it. Let's have fun, you know. And yeah, this is the product out of that. So is this a direction that you're going to move in, you think? More hip-hop st- based? Yeah, but I don't think I'll ever like say goodbye to my house roots. I mean, you know, that's where it started. Yeah. And I'm working to, uh, towards an EP that would be basically hip-hop tracks and house. Okay. So best of both girls. See, ah. see, see what I'm saying there? <laughs> now, it's not easy being a female in mm. this South African male-dominated DJ scene. No, it's tough. But I don't, I don't like to see myself as a female DJ or female producer, but we get classified as that. And it's frustrating, you know. When you look at international DJs like Nervo, they're just good DJs. They're not female DJs. Mm. But we have a long way to go, hey? Where do you think we're at, though? I think we're now, because, I mean, the likes of Zintle, Lady Leah, Miss Cosmo, they've opened doors for us, you know. And I don't think it's such a foreign thing to see a female behind the decks. But we're still always put into our own little box, and we're competing against each other. Yeah. I want to compete with the likes of the guys. And internationally, again, why are we just looking at South African DJs? And we're all mixing be, equally, you know. It shouldn't be gender-based, like you're saying. Exactly. No, There shouldn't be a line to say, okay, you're a female. No, it's, mm. that shouldn't exist. There should be, those lines should be blurred. Exactly, you know. But we're getting there. I mean, the likes of female DJs coming out now. I really love what Lamise is doing, Miss Prue is doing. There's so many female DJs coming out now, mixing, doing good stuff. So, yeah. Two but years you came out relatively there. early. I mean, you know, yeah. it was early days and it was a tough scene. I mean, it what was, was it so like tough. in those early days? Yeah, because I know you for a long time, Jen. <laughs> I've known you for a long time. We're still due to do a track together. I know, right? We've been saying, so yeah, we need so, to and get on that. we still need to do that. No, for sure. So now I've said it on air. So Jason, you, you can hold me to that, you know. <laughs> and okay. on Periscope because you're live on Periscope right now. <laughs> so we've got it recorded. But you know, I actually took about four years to start up my own digital company. And it was good to have that break. I was still very involved in the scene. But at the end of the day, you know, taking that break out, I've come back re-energized. And sometimes you need that. But yeah, like you said, it's changed so much. What song are you going to do? I'm just fascinated about what what material you guys want to put on together. Like you guys know, Jen has an insane voice. Thank you. (laughs) Insane. Um, you sent me a lot of beats yeah. and I definitely want to do something. I have had a hectic life recently, <laughs> uh, which actually I'm releasing a book in November, but this is not about me. It's, it's just because that has taken up a lot of my energy mm. and I haven't had a chance to collaborate. I want to collaborate with DJ Dino Bravo. He's there's amazing. A, there's a number of DJs that um, have asked me to collaborate, but I really, really want to do one with you. Definitely. I think, you know, and, and didn't we record something? We, we did, did a little we did. bit. Yeah. I must like go to my vault <laughs> I was bring yes, it out, you know. It was a very, very nice house I did come in and, and lay down some tracks for you. I think it was called Let's Live in the Moment, eh? Hey? Yes. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So dig it up. 
Put it <laughs> we'll on your try album. And find it. Yes, yes, yes. <laughs> but maybe we'll get you on a hip hop, you know, track, and maybe well, why not? throw some bars for us. <laughs> Absolutely, could do like a little mini Chinese rap, you know, you know something different. I mean, just exactly. mix and mash it up. That's I mean, the beauty that's of music, yeah. you know. There are no rules. You can just do anything. That's it. And that's the space we're at now, which is what I love. Anything goes. We've got house tracks with rap features, you know. At the end of the day, we're here to experiment. And did you wrote those beats or did you have, you know, reason? Um, I have, I'm working with an amazing team. These guys are the future. I call them, they're like, they're the new Neptunes. It's Kyle from Playground Productions. He's amazing. And working with someone of that caliber, I, when I met them, I said, you guys, we're working on my EP done. Mm. It's not often you walk into studio and you just vibe with someone. It's a very personal approach when you're doing creative stuff, you know, and finding someone that you love and you can work with is so important. So then, Roxy, what? What are you finding as your inspiration lately? You said you've moved away from the house. You're going towards hip-hop. Yes. So is it the change in trends? Is it things that you're being exposed to or what you're seeing like on the ground? No, I, think, yeah. I think it's definitely an amalgamation of all those aspects. Um, a lot of people are quick to say, oh, is it because of trends that you're now you know, leaving behind house, moving into hip-hop? I think at the end of the day, you need to do what moves you and what loves what you love. I found myself listening and being influenced by a lot of MCs, female MCs. I know we throw around Nicki Minaj, but in her, in back in the day, I mean, her rhymes are really, really good. And I found myself just becoming so absorbed into this world that I thought, you know what? There is no rule to say, Roxy, you can't do hip hop, you know? So when I've made the choice that I wanted to do a track, I just felt that, you know what? This is a new journey for me. And it's never going to be just house or hip hop. It's always going to change. And, you know, I'm yet to do, even do a Bhangra track, an Indian track, you know? Really? You never know what the future may hold. So I never think we should bound ourselves by limits, so to speak. Okay, so we're live with Roxy, DJ Roxy, right here on the buzzandcliffcentral.com and on Periscope. I can see that people are watching, so if you have any questions for Roxy, you know, how she stayed relevant in the industry, because that's a question that mm. I want to know about. Yeah. You've been in it for so long. Yep. Number one, you have to keep relevant. Number two, yeah. you have to keep your passion alive as well. Exactly. How do you do it? You know, again, it's, it's, you have to be passionate about something because if you're chasing the dollar, so to speak, you're going to run out of gigs and you're going to want to pack up and go home. I've always really, really been so absorbed and enamored by the digital world. So my blog and my website has been the forefront of everything. So if I'm not playing, I'm attending events and I'm reporting about it. And I've basically pulled my whole music journey online, roxyofficial.com. And that's what I'm also relaunching next week, Monday. Everything's going to be told from a a DJ's perspective. So if I'm going to a party and even if I'm not playing, I will let you know as it happens from my perspective what it's like. So yeah, you know, that's helped me stay relevant. And I think also just some of the amazing brands I got to work with in my digital space, you know, it keeps it fresh, it keeps it alive. But my biggest advice is guys don't chase the money. Yes, there is some good money, but you know, you need to do it because you're passionate about music and that will help you stay relevant. Those are good tips. Thanks. Very, very good. I think uh, people are enjoying this as well on Periscope. What I can see, it's just hot. (laughs) popping up. I was like, why is Jason holding up his phone? What what email is he reading? (laughs) This is all streaming live. I mean, not only is it online on cliffcentral.com, but it's also streaming on Periscope as well. amazing. I think it's pretty cool. Digital to the next level, guys. And you also do digital consultants. Yes. And you're an entertainment blogger. I mean... How do you balance all of this with work and no sleep, personal Jen. life? Uh, what is <laughs> Any that? Any personal life? What is that? You know, I wanted again, to hear about 
Um, Your knight in no. shining armor. I'm waiting for him. If he's out there, please <laughs> hurry up. Put your horse in the of gear. Oh, what a shame. You just missed Quentin Funderburg. He's single hot. and available. Oh, and he's hot. He is. Yeah, no, I mean, I he mean, could have been your knight in shining armor. You never know. Left, yeah, not, not someone coming up Jen, to you've the DJ box. you've got his number. Just, uh, just hook I'm a, not going to forward up. his number to Roxy. Sorry. Some of us need to keep his number for themselves. Oh, Jen. Jennifer, soon. <laughs> oh gosh, you guys are crazy. Oh man. <laughs> no, but what yeah. is what's your ideal man or ideal partner that you're looking for? Do you know it's so weird? Someone not in the creative space. Like mm. I want a banker or a financial analyst. Someone to balance out my craziness. You need that. You can't have two crazy people, you know. It's just gonna be insane. A lot of crazy. You have flowing. a lot of late nights. I mean, as a DJ, right? You have mm. to do a lot of clubs and, and that kind of thing. That's not easy for a lot of people. No, it's not. And for me the number one thing in a relationship is communication. If you air out, you know, your concerns and you know what I expect, there's never gonna be that under current of frustration or misled expectation so if you communicate i don't see why it can't work you know but within reason within reason yeah so you know but yeah definitely balancing out my life is something i'm gonna try and be more skillful at because i haven't been doing a good job sure call me when you when you found you struck a balance there please. i'll be tweeting about it sure because uh you know how it's like in this place. i know i know do what you love and love what you do. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. Okay, well, Roxy, unfortunately, we have to wrap it up. Um, mm. I know you've got lots of things to do as well. I but know. Um, come and drop that single. Definitely. Okay, next no. week, Tuesday. We and then maybe I'll get you. the guys to come even like do a little live performance, I you know? See, no. Absolutely. Yeah. And your uh, social media platforms, let us know. What are they? Yeah, so it's Roxy Official. In mm-hmm. Twitter, Instagram, website, everywhere. Roxy official. That's two X's. And two X's. Yeah. Excellent. DJ Roxy, thank you so much for joining Thanks, us on Jen. The Buzz. No worries. Coming up in a bit, we just want to talk about Kat Johan Kutsia's new campaign. Um, and we're also catching up with the pilot turns. Plus, I want to tell you something that I think is quite interesting. We need to answer this question. We'll talk about that in just a few minutes. The Buzz on CliffCentral.com And there you have it. The Buzz on CliffCentral.com Jason Van Berg, Nikita Camacho and Jen Sue. It's great to be back with Download. you. And of course <laughs> I know Jason's fingers are all over the place. No, it's, uh, yeah, it's just I pushing random buttons. I give up. I yeah, give up. I, I give up. Multitasking is not for you. <laughs> multitasking is for ladies. Yes. It's not for men. I didn't want to be sexist because I've been accused of being sexist. So that's why I didn't say that comment. <laughs> really? So I got to say it. <laughs> that's fine. He's not the one in trouble for it. Okay, let's not get into trouble here. Any of us, please. Everybody, let's keep it calm. Let's keep it cool. Peace in the Middle East. <laughs> all right. All right then. Jen, tell us what's going on with Khat. Yes, Khat Jan Katsia. He's got his bursary and uh, it is worth a whopping 180,000 rand. It's a three-year fashion design bursary. I mean, this is amazing stuff. As you know, Khat always designs for Bonang. He designs for all the top the celebrities. The Kardashians as well. Um, and so many of them. Kristen Cavallari. And they've got a... Extra angle this year, which is a fourth year full-time paid internship at Hertz Studio for the student who graduates at the end of this year. And Hat actually has a message for us. Morning, Jane Sue. It's that time of year again. It's my bursary is open. I'm looking for a talented, driven student that wants to follow in my footsteps by winning my 180,000 rand bursary. 
The bursary includes the sewing machine and overlocker from Bernina, as well as this year I have Brutal Fruit on board to help sponsor a fourth year of the bursary to come and intern with me for a full year. Basically what the student win is the 180,000 rand to go study at Northwest School of Design, but they also get to intern with me in their spare time on holidays, which I really think it's important to polish talent. South Africa's got so much talent, but you really have to find it and polish it. The entry mechanism is you have to go to northwestschoolofdesign.co.za, nwsd.co.za, and um, design two outfits with the theme Uptown Cool. Send that. Um, the, 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 the applications is open until the 6th of October. Out of that, then, we'll choose the, the finalists, which will come and meet me for an interview in Clarkstorp. Um, very exciting times. Very exciting that we could do this for six-year running. Um, thank you very much for this opportunity. Very cool. Uptown cool. I like that. Very nice. Very, very, very cool. It would be great to work with Hertz. I just have a problem. I, I can't sew myself. I can't cook, I can't sew, and I can't drive. You can't drive. I know you can. You're pretty good at that. Uh, I don't know. I don't know about that. But anyway, I think it's a fabulous, fabulous opportunity. And if you missed those details, um, you can get to cliffcentral.com, listen to the podcast again, and uh, we'll pop a link up there as well. So you can go and enter if you are an aspiring designer and you want to be playing in the leagues of the Gert Johan Kutsiers and... David Lales and all the big names in South Africa. So go check that out, cliffcentral.com. Um, I wanted to tell you about something that's very, very interesting. So there's this rugby player by the name of Andre Pollard. Uh, this him. is where yes. we were talking about, when we were talking yes. about the spring box a little earlier, this yeah, show. Awkward. Spring box, awkward. It's actually really embarrassing because, I mean, nobody wants to say the word spring box anymore. We were so, uh, okay, I made a major donation to the spring box and I got this huge limited edition spring box opus book. Mm-hmm. And now I've got the book like hidden in my corner of my No, house. no, no, no. No. Let me let me encourage you. You have to be we can't be fickle South Africans. No, we, have we have to support to our team through yeah, thick absolutely. and thin. So absolutely. they will come back. They will play better against Samoa. I'll eat humble pie if we don't. Yeah. But uh the thing that's quite interesting about this is Andre Pollard, I saw this this morning. Bitvest Insurance has insured his foot for two million Rand. Whoa. It's a lot of money. It is a lot of money, but he is, you know, he's he's top of the crop. But then my thought is, you know, you insure body part, for example, and then how do you treat this said body parts? Do you like, I don't know, are you extra careful now? Now you know that it is your money ticket. You know, I'd like to know how do these people actually behave? Because you see how the celebrities do it. You know, when you get JLo, Rihanna, she's got her legs insured for like. Mariah is apparently million. the one who has hers yeah. is the most expensive. Oh, really? I yeah. thought it was Rihanna's legs. And you also have Taylor Swift. She also had her legs insured. But now Taylor has beautiful legs. No, she does. She's got those model legs. Phew. Mm. She's got she styles. But how amazing is that? Two million bucks to insure your foot as a rugby player. Because there are chances well, you that need you are going to get... Feet. That's the thing. I mean, it's that's your whole life. That's your whole livelihood. Yeah. So that's very, very interesting. What would you insure? Uh, I tr- insure my hats. <laughs> I guess I need to insure a body part, right? Yes, yeah, so I think parts, we're going to yeah. talk about mm, body parts, yeah. Can I insure my voice, my, yeah. my voice box? How much would you insure it for, Jen? Jeez. Should we do an audit? <laughs> Maybe 100 million rand, why not? I think so. Yeah. I it's mean, your, you think about it. It's your income. That's my income, my livelihood, so the same thing. I totally understand where he's coming from. Because you know Jen earns about 700 million rand a month. Yeah. 
pretty and much. And from that stock so. market over in China? Yeah, yeah that, that's brought you down to about a million, <laughs> a million rand a month, eh, Jen? So she's not just eating like um, biltong. She eats more like caviar and all of that. Well, it's regular. an expensive yeah. biltong. It's, it's the was, pedigree uh, type. Five years ago, yes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Seems like it's not so that, quite the same. So that would be your voice, okay? Nikita, what would you do hmm. quickly before you wrap up? I think it would have up? to be my hands because I'm always writing, so I have to be able to do my stories and all of that. So I think that's my money ticket. And my waist. I will say my waist. My hourglass shape, I'd owe it to my small waist. <laughs> <laughs> how much would you, how would, how much would you insure yourself, your, your waist for then? My waist? I'd say about five million. Okay. Ooh. Yeah. Got I like it. I'm, I'm glad that you I guys have put your, your prices up. You've got a hot ass. Yeah. So <laughs> it was a flip. I won't lie. It was a flip between the ass and the abs and I thought I went for the abs. <laughs> okay. Cool. There you go. Uh, abs it is uh, for summer right here on the bus. So what would you insure? And you? Yes, um, Jace. I don't know. I'll get back to you next week about that one. <laughs> Let's, I don't know. I, I, I don't know if I'm that expensive. I think I could probably insure my voice for about a hundred bucks. No, don't sell yourself short, eh? Well, you think about it. Okay, we'll do that. I'll think about it for the next week, um, but we have to wrap up, unfortunately. The laws of life coming at you in just a few minutes' time. Thank you so much for joining us today on The Buzz. Thank you. Thank you. We will catch you next week between 11 and 12. Uh, the laws of life, next. And don't forget to download the podcast at cliffcentral.com. Cheers. The Buzz on cliffcentral.com.